can you hear me? Oh, this is great. This is so fun. <laughs> all right, all right. So, ladies, ladies, your first question, all right, and you guys can answer and just pass the mic down. One thing you wish someone had told you before getting married. I mean, Carrie, you have the mic, but if you don't want to answer first, you can pass to someone else. I'll do it. Um, I think with us, it's a little different because this isn't our first marriage. So I had to think about that based on before. And my best answer is that if you can't, if you couldn't, can't see God in it, then you really, really don't need to do it. Because with us, it was a situation where neither one of us were doing this again. We were really good friends, and we weren't doing this again. And, you know, here we are. Almost two years later, we got married here. And it's really, if you can't see God in it, you better not do it because it's it's message for disaster. All right. Good word. One thing you wish someone had told you before getting married, Miss Christy. Why are you laughing? Like, I'm <laughs> so crazy. I am not laughing. I'm smiling because I have joy that we oh, sang okay. about just a minute ago. Okay. Um, we're almost, we 10 years married in March, and um, I think one thing I learned or wish I knew before is how to be super intentional. Um, it was actually a really easy marriage most of our years, and uh, I didn't really have to try. Neither one of us had to try, and then we found ourselves knee-deep in four little blessings that took a lot of attention and all our focus. And for the first time ever, I found that we actually needed help in this marriage. So we had to be very intentional about carving out time and carving out time for prayer, carving out time for each other, and just um, having focus on each other and being very intentional in what we did with our time. And oh, I was going to say also. It was just one thing. Sorry. No, more. Oh. <laughs> As your seasons change, you have to be flexible in your marriage because your what you need to do for your marriage changes. Like it was different when we had no kids versus four kids. That's all. Cool, cool. Is this like? Are they going to try to guess what we're saying? Is that <laughs> no, what they're okay. they're going to answer the same question. I'm like, am I answering like what I think he's going to say? Or no, what? no. Okay. This is this is just true, okay. authentic. I definitely wish somebody had told me to sleep more before I had kids. Like. <laughs> Got amens on that one. That's yes. serious. Yeah. We are asleep. We've been married for almost 15 years, and we were married for five years before we had kids. So I wish somebody had said basically spend that entire five years sleeping because <laughs> I would have done it if I had known then what I know now. Um, but I agree with what Christy said in terms of you do have to have flexibility depending on the season that you're in and that, you know, things are just a season. Um, mm. we, we've we dated for a really long time before we were married. And so, you know, I don't feel like we've had a difficult marriage. We have had a pretty good marriage, a really good marriage, I would say. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, there are seasons where you're more busier, you're more focused on kids, or you're in a busy time, and you do have to be intentional. I mean, I would almost echo some of the things that Christy said. But sleep is definitely number one. All right, good. So, Tiffany, you can keep it, and you can start us on the next one. Question number two, one thing that you want to improve in your life to make your marriage better? Um, well, I, always, I think God is the foundation of our marriage. So I would be remiss if I didn't say, you know, continuing my walk with Christ and furthering my faith. It would, I think because it is the foundation, then that is just allows for our marriage to continue to grow as well. So Cool. 
So whenever we went to like bridal showers and they would say, what's your advice to the bride? I always said, never stop dating your spouse. Never. And they always like, oh, that's so sweet. But when you, like I said, you have your four kids in knee deep and little ones. And sometimes you forget to make time for that. So I, I think our biggest thing is trying to make sure we have time to date and to make sure we have time to spend together and even be able to talk half the time. So good. Yeah, well, I kind of have to echo that, um, but making sure you have meaningful time, not just like, because we do really well at carving out the five minutes for coffee and whatever, but making sure it's meaningful time, making sure it's God-centered, meaningful time that, that you're spending with your spouse so that you grow together. Good, good. All right, ladies, you can take the headphones from your guys. Give, give them the mic. All right. Yeah, y'all got something to live up to. It's tough. That's why we let them go first. That's right. All right. Who's got the mic? You got the mic? Mike's mic. Question number one. One thing you wish someone had told you before getting married, Mike. A lot. <laughs> A lot. Still ain't working. Oh, there, there we, we go. go. A lot. A lot. It's just one thing. Oh, you going to make it do one? Yeah. For this, the marriage that we have now, I don't think you could have told me anything. We definitely had God, and that was God that made this marriage. Um, but the first time I was married, I would say the number one thing is is to make sure before you have kids that you're – she had a good analogy for it this morning was is make sure your foundation is straight before you build your house. All right. That's good. That's good. Josh Miner, one thing you wish someone had told you before getting married. It's pretty easy for me. Um, <clears throat> if you ever think you're going to win an argument, you're wrong. <laughs> so, like, um, and it, it can be a whatever you want to call it, whatever the adjective, whatever it is. <laughs> the guys you. were holding back on us. Huh? You can hear. <laughs> um, oh, they have better hearing does. now, too. All right, that's good. That's true. I mean, it's, it's any time that you, you think you're right, you're wrong. And any time she's wrong, she's right. And any time she's right, she's right. And if you're, <laughs> even if you're right, she's right. So that's pretty, much, that's pretty much it. Got it. Good. That's good. All right. So I would say um, understanding that early on that what's hers is hers. <laughs> and what yours is hers. <laughs> All right, very similar. All right, okay. Very good. All right. Question number two, fellas. One thing you want to improve in your life to make your marriage better? Um, on a serious note, I think uh, in order to have a godly marriage, as men, we're called to, to lead our house um, as Christ, or love our household and our spouse like Christ loved the church. Um, so, Always being in pursuit of Christ, and no matter what you, whatever whatever season you're in, always be trying to chase after Christ. It's mm, good. I mean, I would echo the same thing pretty much. It's just uh, making sure devotionals are done. Making sure, you know, it, it's really easy to start your morning off and you're tired, and you know you didn't get much sleep, and I mean things like that. But you know, just making sure that that's how you start your day, and that's 
kind of the foundation. Yeah. And then when you come back, making sure that you spend time with your wife and just letting them know that you appreciate them. Mm, that's good. Mike, one thing you want to improve in your life to make your marriage better. We just we need to get more time just to ourselves without kids, without grandkids, and, and concentrate on us. Cool. All right, ladies, you can take your headphones off. We got one more question, and y'all can answer this one as a couple, so y'all can decide who you want to. See, we want to see these marriages in action now. We want to see how some of these answers play out in real life. So the last question is a question that we've asked you all to answer in this survey. Uh, what's one challenge or, or a need that you see in marriages today? So this is more of a general, uh, what do you see as you look out across uh, our culture that marriages need or challenges they face? I guess I'll start off. I have the mic, so I have no choice. Um, I don't know. I guess like Chris and I were talking about this over the past few days, and we kind of talked about the seriousness of the vows mm. and how it just, you know, some people when something hard comes up, their initial instinct is to just either throw in the towel or not really try like they should. Mm. And I feel like that's, you know, something that, it just needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. It's a challenge. Good. I don't know if you wanted to add. If, I mean, if you feel like you need to add, Christy, you add if you need to add. Okay, thanks, Blake. All right. Um, I, we were, we, that is what we said. And we were saying that it's kind of like the me generation, the instant gratification, whatever. And I'm not, this is you know, different from an abusive relationship or not trying to take away if it's, you're in a truly difficult marriage. But I had a pediatrician I worked for um, tell me right before I got married, he said, sometimes you'll be at the peaks of your marriage and it'll be amazing and it's awesome. And he's like, and then sometimes the only thing you have left between you and your spouse is that promise you made. And he's like, and you just have to hang on to that promise and build on it and you'll find yourself out of that valley and back on the peaks again. And I thought that was, that stuck with me. Yeah. Josh, do you think she's right? She's always right. <laughs> Good. Um, one thing I think is just, I don't think spouses are transparent and vulnerable enough mm. with mm. each other. Um, you know, there's, you know, if you're a good friend of mine and I tell you something and you think, oh, wow, like, that's really personal and there's probably very little, few people that know something, you know, that know that about her, Rest assured that Wes does. Like, there's not anything I can think of that he doesn't know about me. And we're just extremely transparent and vulnerable with each other in our relationship. And I think, really, that's, that's how you really know your spouse. Yeah. And I think so much times we try to put, you know, our best face forward. And I think a lot of people would do that even with their spouses. And I really think that that's just um, a detriment to your marriage if you do that. Because then, um, you know things build and communication's not there. I just think communication is really important and I just think the root of that is vulnerability and transparency. Good, good, Mike or Carrie? Oh. Yeah, no, so the other thing I would add to is clear and concise communication. I think a lot of things can be lost through translation, especially with text messages. Things can be taken, you can say no in a text message and depending on how that person perceives that no, it could be like, no, 
But it could be like, no. So, no, I'm not speaking out of experience with you. I'm just saying like. Be clear and, be clear and direct here, Wes. Be clear and concise that I am not referencing you in this. I'm just saying be clear and concise in your communication. Yeah, and be, and be vulnerable, yes. It's good. All right. I think a lot of what marriages that just starting off is missing is respect. Respect your spouse. Mm. Difference between me and Josh is, is I'm always right. Oh man. I let her I let her be right every once in a while just so she'll keep playing. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> no, I say it all the time. I think that that what's lacking a lot is commitment. It's easy to say you want to do something and it's easy to really think you want to do something but you know marriage is a real commitment and it's not easy um and I, I don't think that people that enter into it sometimes now even look at that they look at the trappings and what comes with it to get there and oh we're gonna have the best honeymoon we're gonna have the most wonderful wedding but then when that's over it's real life and they don't get it because mm. real life, we all know, is hard. Yeah. And, and real life without God in it is, I, I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Um, and I think respecting and, and being transparent, like Tiffany and Wes said, and it's, it's all important. But to do that, you have to commit to that person to do that. And yeah. I, I think that's lacking in our, in our up-and-coming society. I think yeah. commitment is, oh, yeah, I want to do this. Let me sign up for this. And then when it gets hard... Or you got four kids, and how are you going to make this work? For it, it just gets so easy to say, oh, well, we'll just put us on the back burner. We just won't work on it. We're just not that committed. And then you have a major issue come up, and they're ready to, well, let's just go hire lawyers and be divorced. Hmm. Because that's the easy way out. Hmm. Good. All right. Well, will you all join me in giving a round of applause, thanking these folks for sharing this morning? <clears throat> Hold on, we want to pray for you guys before you go and as we transition back. But also, let me remind you, right, of, of the encouragement. Um, man, this is important to us to equip, uh, to equip our, our family, our church family, to have healthy marriages. Because as Wes touched on, right, this is a picture to our world of how Christ loved the church. And so we need to, we need to do well in this. We need to do well in this. And so this equipped marriage class isn't just if you're in crisis. It's not just if you're doing great. Uh, it's, it's for all of us to strengthen our marriages. So, uh, like I said, loveshowville.com slash equip to sign up for the class. And then if you would help us make that class better by filling out that short survey, loveshowville.com slash marriage. All right, please do those things. And uh, I'm going to pray for these marriages, for the marriages in our church. I'm going to pray for this class that we're going to do. And I'm going to pray as we continue to worship. The band's going to come and we'll continue to sing. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your son, and we thank you that, that he, he has a bride called the church, and we, by your grace, get to be a part of that. And uh, Father, he modeled for us what it is to, to love and to, to love in this marriage relationship. And so, um, God, we just pray this morning for these three marriages that we see here in front of us. We pray, Father, that, um, that you would continue to grow them strong as they pursue you. Father, we pray that uh, as they uh, take next steps from here, whatever that looks like, that you would uh, give them strength and encouragement and perseverance, commitment to do those things well. 
God, we pray those same prayers for each marriage that is represented here in, um, in our church today. We pray, God, that you would continue to build healthy marriages and healthy families. And Father, we pray for this class coming up, that it would be something that is a launch pad, a, a, a foundation builder, a platform for, um, for marriages to, to become stronger, to become a witness to this community of your son Jesus and his love for us. May we sing to him this morning. May we hear from him in his word. Father, may we fall more in love.